You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine fingered host, Dan Johnson. All right, everybody, it is Friday, one of my favorite days of the entire week, and that is because I get released for roughly 48 hours until I have to be back again to uh, to the cubicle life, but I get a I get a chance to step away from that, spend some time with the family, focus on other things, and just really, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm looking forward to my nephew's first birthday party in a hotel swimming pool. That is what we're doing this weekend, and I'm going to cannonball the shit out of that pool until someone tells me, sir, you're splashing too much water outside the pool. That's my goal, anyway. Uh, and I'm going to totally dominate that birthday party to the point where my brother may come up to me and go, dude, settle down. That's the goal. That's the goal. And stuff my face with probably free pizza, if I had to guess. They're probably going to order some pizza. So that's my plan for the weekend. Um hunting season in Iowa is closing shortly so uh, the the late season plans uh, I'm gonna start once that once that shotgun season ends I'm gonna start doing some late season scouting and uh, and then maybe set up on something my my hope is I can find a good food source uh, or I can find um, you know a, a good travel route between a food source uh, potential food source and bedding and the only other thing I, I hope is that it snows a lot and what that does is you know the trails makes the trails more noticeable where these deer are uh, coming and going I can look at the tracks and say hey that's a that's a big deer and uh, I could potentially set up on it so that's the goal for late season nothing too outside of the box there um, you know get trail cameras up and uh, maybe take a little inventory of what uh, made it through the shotgun season other than that nothing huge planned now today we have a returning guest uh, we call him Dr. Mike Mike uh, and he typically does product reviews product comparisons for us on the podcast here but today 
he is going to do a hunter profile podcast and he actually has shot two really good deer for maryland this year and uh, he's going to walk us through where he hunts how he hunts and uh, he got one with a bow and one with a gun so uh, that's what today's podcast is about but before we get into today's podcast i know it's a dream of mine to head out west sometime and continue to hunt elk or mule deer or antelope or you know other western game and i know that for a lot of us i'm putting my the midwest into the same category as the east coast because we are so far away it's hard for us to get out there and scout so that is where an outfitter can come in and specifically big horn outfitters out of wyoming buffalo wyoming to be exact they're an outfitter for western game and dude they got they do everything elk mule deer antelope white tails pronghorn turkey prairie dogs and then they even do some uh, fishing trips as well but um I know Dustin DeCrew, one of the owners of the company. If you are interested in booking uh, a Western big game hunt of any species, you guys need to reach out to uh, uh, Dustin DeCrew. Just look at his Instagram page and look at the success that he provides his clients. That is uh, amazing in itself. But check out Dustin DeCrew and his partner. Let's see what is his name. Rich Sweeney. And you can go to bighornoutfitters.com or you can email Dustin at Dustin at bighornoutfitters.com or give him a call at 307-620-0390 and uh, start planning for your uh, for your Western hunt and tell him uh, old nasty nine fingers sent you. All right. Let's get into today's podcast with... Dr. Mike. All right. On the podcast again, we have Mr. Dr. Mike DiNapoli. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great, Dan. How are you? I can't complain. You have been on this podcast multiple times, but on more of a gear-related podcast. I know you've done uh, a product review podcast for us, a couple products on there. You've done some uh, product comparison write-ups. You've done a couple product comparison um, uh, podcasts as well. But today, we are actually going to talk about you as a hunter and kind of do a hunter profile podcast on you because you have had one hell of a, a season so far this year. Yeah, this, this has been my best season I think I've ever had. That's awesome. And um, before we get into all the meat and potatoes, let's remind everybody, where do you live and what do you do for a living? So I, I live in uh, in uh, Westminster, Maryland, which is kind of probably northwest of Baltimore by about 45 miles. And I, I work in the emergency department. I'm a physician in a local emergency department here in Maryland. Okay. Now, I don't know how much information you can give me, but my mom uh, is an ER nurse. So she works second and third shifts at times. And she has some absolutely crazy stories, uh, you know, about the things that can go down in uh, an ER, especially at night. Now, with you being in probably a higher, you know, 
close to a big city. Do you have any crazy like short stories that you could share with us about your experience in the ER recently? Uh, without without a doubt, I think your mom's right. Um, you can I think anybody that's worked in an emergency department uh, probably has a a long list of, of stories they can tell. Um, offhand, I can't really think of any that I could that I could actually share at this time. I would have to to definitely give that some thought. But um, you know, without a doubt, there's a, a lot of people talk about the moon and probably barometric pressure and whatnot. But it it is crazy the way that we see multiple things come in, you know, together that you just wouldn't expect. I mean, there's times everybody's coming in with shortness of breath and that's kind of understandable if there's some, you know, asthma related pollen or something like that in the air. But there's other times when things are just completely, you know, baffling how, how you would get kind of the same type thing coming in when really there's, there's nothing you can put your finger on. And um, at some point in the future, if you give me some time, I'll, I'll come up with something and, and we can discuss it a little bit, but uh, it's without a doubt, it's an interesting place. And, um, you know, I work as physicians, we often work different shifts. So there's times I'm working first thing in the morning, like six 30 and I'll work till late in the afternoon. Other times I may be going in late in the afternoon and working till early morning and then other times overnight. So, um, it always makes it kind of interesting to fit in family and, and hunting and things like that with, uh, with my, my kind of hectic schedule. Right. Right. And I, it is kind of weird because I have, uh, you know, friends who are doctors or friends that work swing shifts and they always try to plan their schedule, move stuff around. So they get the biggest possible window to hunt during the hunting season. Do you find yourself doing that as well? I, I try to do that. And, and, you know, I think I'm kind of lucky from that perspective because most people that don't hunt are more interested in getting, you know, Christmas off and, and summer vacation off. And for me, if you give me a, a good shot right at the end of October and beginning of November, I'm, I'm pretty happy. And this year I, I got really lucky. Um, even without asking for it, I think I ended up getting like eight days off at the beginning of November, like right in a row. Oh, nice. And that worked out uh, really well and, and kind of enabled me to get out and do some things. And I bet it helps with your, your like your paid time off as well. So uh, you can schedule, you know, you have maybe, two days off, then four days on and two days off or something, you know, something, something like that. And then you, you get a big chunk off, but you don't have to use that much PTO. Right. Right. Cool. Well, you live in Maryland, man. Tell us a little bit about the terrain in Maryland, where you hunt and the location within that state. Gotcha. So, you know, Maryland varies a lot. It, um, you know, from over by the Eastern shore, I think it tends to be much flatter, um, much more coastal. They've got a lot of crops and things over there. I, I have not done any hunting there, but I, I think they're supposed to have some of the biggest deer in the state or over in the, the by the Eastern shore. Uh, there's a lot of agriculture. And then as you move farther West, it, it tends to get more, uh, hilly, somewhat like small mountainish, I, I, I guess. Um, as you get over towards West Virginia, then, then you get into some much steeper mountains and I live kind of in between that area. So the area where I am is, is mostly kind of, um, uh, some rolling hill areas. Um, you know, it may go up or down a couple hundred feet, but, but nothing too, uh, too steep or too unusual. Um, you know, we're outside of, of Baltimore. I'm kind of in a triangle Northwest of Baltimore and then almost straight up from Washington, DC in that area. 
and there's still a fair amount of farms and, and agriculture in this area. So, um, you know, they, they typically plant corn and some soybeans and, um, there's some, uh, kind of like little Creek bottoms that run through those areas that, that can't be, uh, tilled that grow up and end up being, you know, some hedgerows with some, some trees in it. And then there's also still some patches of, uh, you know, undeveloped, um, woods, which, you know, may have some houses break them up here and there, or just maybe larger tracks or something. Um, but unfortunately most of, you know, most of the, I think larger pieces of properties are, are kind of slowly beginning to break apart and be 